Welcome to yet another riveting edition of the Roundtable on Dog Post. I can't find anyone else to fill in, so Fletcher Page continues to be here. You still got me. You're never going to be rid of me. I'm like, I'm just that thing you can't get rid of. Sounds like chlamydia. No, uh, no, you can get rid of that. You know what? I just would. I, I probably just wouldn't have said that if I were you. Um, Georgia Fletcher is a week with week into practice now, um, and uh, after a week of watching them, particularly on Saturday, it looks like uh, it looks like things are about where they're supposed to be for this time of year. Nothing looks too great. Uh, nothing looks so bad. Uh, you know who you're. You know where you're really going on offense and defense. It seems like to me. I'm not sure about special teams quite yet, but uh, I think it was probably a good week for the dogs. They uh, were rewarded, if you will, with a number 15 ranking in the coaches poll. Is that about right? Is that too high, too low? What do you think? I know you think probably Kentucky should be in front of them, but I'll let you take it from there. <laughs> uh, I'd say that's about right for a team that finished what eight and five last year. Um, yep. There's really no way to know. I mean, outside of Alabama, <laughs> always being number one, right? The rest of it, you're just sort of you can put them in a hat and draw them out, especially after about ten. So I would imagine Florida. I didn't really look at the list because I just didn't, but I would imagine Florida would have been pretty close to Georgia too. Mm-hmm. I don't know where they were. You could tell me if you know. They were 16, I believe. Oh, there you I go. Can, yeah, I can go and, and look think, it up. I think. Over. I don't think it matters, but I think that's a good place to start. Why do you think it doesn't matter? Because it doesn't. I mean, nobody really, nobody voting in this poll really knows. Um, and two, the the college football playoff has sort of eliminated any worry that some team, like two teams, are going to remain undefeated and kill your chances. So who really cares about this? Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're any team right now, you control your own destiny. There's no you know, there's no two teams from the same conference in the top four. It goes SEC, Big Ten, ACC, Pac-12. Uh, Big 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 Twelve doesn't get in there until eight. So you've got Bama, Ohio State, Florida State, SC, Clemson, Penn State, UW, Oklahoma, Michigan, Wisconsin, Oklahoma State, how about, LSU. How about how about Penn State? Your your boy James Franklin uh, doing his thing up there with the Nittany Lions. For those who don't know, uh, Dean's not the biggest fan of uh, Coach Franklin. We, Coach Franklin, one of our one of our biggest one of our biggest longtime running feuds has been about James Franklin. So it's it's good that I got the upper hand in that one right now. Is that what you've got? <laughs> I think is that, is that what is that what you would call it? <laughs> I think for a guy that uh, was a took Vanderbilt to the highest of highs for Vanderbilt and has now got Penn State for what they have become with the sanctions and everything. I think that that's I think I think that, well, first of all, they don't have sanctions right now, but I'm sorry. I, think, from I, where, think I said you, from where they've come. If I could just speak on my own podcast, that would be outstanding. Uh, I don't think anybody wants to sit here and talk about Penn State, but if you could just give me a list of the 10 teams in James Franklin's career that had winning records that he's defeated, that'd be outstanding. Uh, moving along, uh, let's see, Michigan, is at nine Wisconsin, ten uh, o- Oklahoma State, LSU, thirteen is Auburn, Stanford, fourteen the Dogs at fifteen, Florida at sixteen, Louisville, Miami. I thought maybe Miami might be slightly higher uh, than that, um, but okay. Uh, Kansas State at, at uh, nineteen, West Virginia at twenty, South Florida 
at 21, 22 Virginia Tech. That's the Horns at 23, um, and then Tennessee 24, Utah 25. If there's anyone that sort of jumps out to me, it's it's both Texas and Tennessee, both of the UTs. Uh, I understand Tennessee being ranked. I'm not sure I totally understand Texas being ranked uh, coming into the season. Uh, you also have Fletcher, the only the highest ranked non ten win team non ten win team from last year is LSU. Auburn uh, is at thirteen at eight and five. Georgia eight and five at fifteen. Uh, Florida at nine and four. So they basically what what they did was uh, they lined up who was who was good last year, who had a good year last year, and they uh, kind of line them up. And if you won 10 games, you were in the top 11. That's kind of how these things always go, though. Yeah, and Texas makes sense because they're sort of, I would imagine if you go over their roster, they're, they're probably really talented, uh, but they've still got to address the issues that they've had over the past few years, I guess, which is assembling it all and making it not a disaster. <laughs> You know, the funny thing is Georgia was the biggest mover. They, they Last year they, they finished 36th in the coaches' poll. They moved up 21 spots. Texas Texas was probably a bigger mover, but they didn't get any votes at the end of the year. So I would imagine the Horns actually moved further up than Georgia. But, uh, yeah, no, listen, I would love to see some of these. I don't think Georgia's going to be in the in the playoff uh, coming into the – after this season. They're, they're going to be anywhere from – um, the second part of the SEC tier bowls to Capital One to you know Orange and all those guys the Orange Peach Cotton um, I don't think we should anticipate them being in the uh, playoff game but if you had uh, if you were if you had your way who would you be most interested in seeing Georgia play at the end of the season would it be Clemson Penn State or hold on are these or, just my choices. These okay. are your only three. These are your only three choices because I don't think I think we've seen enough of Georgia, Wisconsin, enough of Georgia, Oklahoma State. You know, I, th- I think we've seen enough of all those. Georgia, Louisville played lately. So here are your basically your three. These are your three choices. Actually, I'll make it four. Although I think one of these two is definitely getting into the playoff. It's going to either be Clemson, Penn State, Miami, or Florida State. Okay. Um... I'm going to go with either Clemson or Miami. Obviously, Miami makes a lot of sense for one obvious reason. Mm -hmm. And then Clemson, you know, for us Northeast Georgia Mountain folk, uh, Clemson is a rivalry game for Georgia. It may not be considered by most. So uh, I like seeing those two teams match up. And also, I think that 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 matchup makes makes sense for recruiting purposes and also for program purposes. I think Clemson has has done a good job in probably the last six or seven years in terms of what they've done on an admin side and being able to win a national championship. So I think that'd be a good, um, I wouldn't call it a measuring stick game, but I think that would be a good uh, a good test for Georgia. You know, regional rivalry makes sense. Uh, the, only, the only problem with that one is they would basically have to play in the Peach Bowl um, because I think the Orange is going to do its best to avoid Clemson uh, if they can. They've had them down here there twice, uh, well, three times in the last sort of six years. Once when they didn't win the conference, once when the semifinal went through there, and there was and once when they did win the conference. So that Peach Bowl I, would be in your favorite stadium, your state, your favorite. Um, yeah, public, yeah, that's going public well. funded uh, stadium. <laughs> 
Speaking of uh, well-run organizations, uh, the the the, the Mercedes-Benz Dome, known as the Georgia Dome's replacement, um, I would be I would be very curious to watch uh, Georgia Miami. I mean, I think Georgia would would probably beat Miami, but it would be a very interesting uh, game. Uh, in fact, I would I would, with the exception of Florida State, I would take I would take I would take Georgia in most of those games at the end of the year, at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I got, little, not, I got some growing to do. Yeah, I'm not sure who they're going to be beating the pants off at the beginning of this season, but I'll take uh, my I'll take Miami if the admin down there isn't making Mark Rick do promotional trips and having to are you sell talking the brand. About, if Rick's are, just coaching those quarterbacks in that offense, I think he'll be okay. You're talking about uh, this year. You would take Miami. Like I said, if they if they freed Ricked up, you know, if he's not having to fly on jets with the AD to try to sell the boosters on uh, making contributions, uh, I really like Rick's ability to coach up that offense. No, I think I think Georgia would be. A Come on, dude! Solid. That, that, that you got to give me credit. That was a pretty good veil. That was a nice veiled shot at Georgia's admin. Come on. Oh, I'm sorry, I missed it. I, you know, I, look. You're coming back around on me now. You're not. You're not in the dog in the UJ's athletic program anymore. You're not as fun as you used to well, be. Well, I asked you. I asked you a specific question about on the field. All I mean, right. I, I think I, obviously uh, Georgia. I think has got more talent than Miami, so I would go with the talent. But again, depends on what you're playing for. I, I understand that these bowl games. The Orange Bowl. Orange Bowl. A legitimate, you know, that would be a legit St. Liberty Bowl, okay? No, I feel you. It it would just depend on what's going on. Even if it is the Orange Bowl at times, you know, we've seen some teams have have guys that are not interested in that kind of stuff. And I don't blame blame any player for wanting to sit that stuff out if if they're thinking of the NFL draft and stuff like that. So, I don't know. It would just depend. If if it's – I would rather have the – if we're having a hypothetical conversation – I would rather have the conversation of let's pretend it's week three and these two teams are going to play, or let's pretend it's the college football playoff. Other than, everything I th- else, I, I, I still think that I still think, with the exception of Florida State, Georgia's got a a decent shot of winning all of the games that we just talked about. I think it does go in order. I mean, they would have the hardest time against Florida State, then Clemson, then Penn State, and then Miami. I think, that's but right. I, I, but I'm not sure. I mean. All those teams, I don't know. I don't know how many question marks Florida State's got. Uh, they just have a tough schedule, and they got to go to Clemson. They play Alabama to open the season. Obviously, they play uh, the Gators. Uh, they've got some other, you know, you know, we got to deal with Louisville. I mean, they've got challenging games, I guess you could say. But um, you know, and they also play Miami. Um, the, SC, the ACC is not exactly loaded up with challenging games, but. Um, you know, I think I think Florida State's path to the playoff. I mean, clearly, Louisville, Clemson, and Florida State's paths all go through one another, and whoever wins that round robin um, is going to take. I mean, last year that was, with the exception of the Florida State, you know, debacle against Louisville, those hmm. games against those three teams were very competitive. If if it were, um, you know, Clemson won those games at the end, they were the I think they were the better team. Mm-hmm. In all those scenarios, um, but uh, Louisville really fell flat on its face at the end of the season. I'm looking here, you know, Louisville too also had a they really had a rough end of the year, man. I mean, they lost to uh, 
Houston, uh, this is just going on memory, Houston, Kentucky, and then they lost their bowl game to LSU pretty convincingly as well. So Louisville's got some work to do and a brand-new defensive coordinator um, as well. So and, and look, the other thing is with the groups that I mentioned, I'm not sure. Penn State, I think their quarterback comes back. Florida State's does for sure. Clemson's got to replace theirs. And obviously uh, uh, Louisville's got theirs coming back. So transition at the quarterback position is always a, a complicated thing. And the kid at Miami is coming back. So those are, those are, the, that, that division in the ACC is very interesting. I'm not sure the rest of the league is great, but that division is a very good division for sure. Yeah, Miami's got to figure out what they're doing at quarterback. But other than that, you know, they're on the right path. Talking about Miami, or is the kid not coming? Oh, that's right, he left. He left. Yeah, but uh, they obviously have a uh, a pretty good quarterback recruit coming in there. But you know, we know how things go with true freshmen. Yeah, it's not always a lot of fun with the true freshmen. Listen, uh, so Georgia, back to Georgia. Uh, it is going to be. We are not that far away from them playing now. Everyone has sort of skipped over Appalachian State in the Georgia mindset, just fans and so forth. You can tell everyone is super laser-focused on Notre Dame, the, the fan base. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm fairly certain that the team is not, but um, what are you expecting, if anything, from Appalachian State? I mean, they really did play pretty well, certainly for what they were uh, last year. I mean – I I watched that. They outplayed Tennessee completely. I don't know how they lost that game other than, you know, over time uh, you can just get worn down, and that's what felt like was happening. And Josh Dallas was not great last year either, by the way. Well, I think it's a program. It's obviously a talented program, uh, in the, and they it's a program that has a lot of pride and tradition. So I, I don't anticipate Georgia having much issue in terms of on the scoreboard, but I think rep to rep, I think it's a perfect uh, a perfect game to get things rolling with in terms of what you're trying to do, sizing yourself up and getting uh, getting good reps for for things that you're gonna see later down the road. That's basically did you ex- it for me. Did you expect Miami to be more competitive? I mean, with App State be more competitive with Miami last year? I mean, Mark and them just – I was amazed they just, that they were playing that game at App State was my biggest Well, that's thing. what happens at Miami, man. I mean, Mark's got to get that under control. Hopefully. That, that was just – that was bad. Right. Well, I, I think it was interesting uh, to get to – it's pretty cool whenever – I mean, honestly, not for Miami, but it was cool to see, you know, Boone on national television, you know. Uh, it's a small stadium, but I think they've got oh, it's it's a good it's a great program. So it was cool, man. Until they kicked that ball off in Miami, <laughs> absolutely beat the fool out of them. Yep, and there were a lot of people tuning in for that. And obviously, uh, you know, the the, the the narrative that App State is a giant killer has kind of lost some of the prestige. But I think it's a great I think it's a good a good game on the schedule for Georgia. And then the entire Georgia world is is really getting geeked up for this uh, for this game against Notre Dame. Uh, by the way, if you look backwards at the Appalachian State, they they've played the only game lately really that they've played against sort of big schools that's been competitive was that Tennessee game. That they yeah, have. they probably should have won. I mean, like Michigan beat the brakes off them, Clemson beat the brakes off them, Miami beat the brakes off them in the last three years. So it's, it's not like, uh, it's, it's, and I think they made a coaching change at some point in that time. And then of course, Georgia beat the brakes off of them in 13. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, but they have improved dramatically. I must say, uh, in the last few years, they've won, 
20, let's see, 21 games in the last two years. So they've done okay. They just have not been super competitive outside of the Tennessee game with the big guys. Everybody's turned their attention towards Notre Dame. Fletcher, that, that line will not change. They've got What's Notre Dame. It's two and a half Notre Dame. Let me let me check it real quick. Um, and I think that game won't really – nobody's going to – well, you know what? I can't get that game. Well, that makes um, sense. Two and a half makes sense. Yeah, Notre Dame's a two-and-a-half point um, so Georgia, favorite. So that, that Georgia's a better team in their eyes. Correct. That's right. By just a little bit. You know, and I think, it, like every sport, this can come down to matchups. How do you match up? And for me, Notre Dame uh, last year was susceptible to the run, and their offense struggled at times. Um, and that that's the part that I think that if you're a Notre Dame fan – looking at this game and you're trying to sort of wake yourself up from what has been a rough few years. Um, what kind of struggle are we talking about on offense? I'm not going to pretend to BS. I have no idea what's going on in Notre Dame. I, I just don't pay attention to that because I don't have to. And I just don't, uh, are we talking about three, well, are we talking about three and outs or stalled drives trouble on offense? Or are we talking about turnovers on offense? I, I think it's being untimely with turnover. I mean, like they—they they, first of all, when you have a four and eight season, you're not doing so hot. True, obviously, yeah. they they scored a bunch of points. Uh, that loss to Texas last year, both those teams were not very good. That was a an epic game, though. Uh, but some of the losses they had. Now, the NC State loss, that was in a hurricane. So I'm going to excuse just scoring three points in that game. They lost to Stanford. They only scored uh, ten points in that game. Um, and there were some other games where where they th- their real issue apparently was uh, getting rid of the ball when you didn't need to. Uh, I'll give you a better uh, uh, example here in a little bit. But they 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 their turnover margin uh, they wound up and this isn't, this isn't horrible, but they turned it over not quite twice a game, something like that. And that's that's a lot after a while. Um, just losing it that much, you can't. It's it, it's tough to it's tough to really. They lost a turnover battle for the season, particularly against teams that weren't real hot. Uh, they were down six in turnovers to unranked teams, which was most of their schedule. Um, they did beat Miami last year, I have to say. So, well, I believe I, I just go off these figures, and I make I, they're probably made up, but I think if you. <laughs> The team that wins the turnover margin just by one, I think, usually wins seventy percent of the time. And then if if you win the turnover margin in a game by two, I think you, that team wins ninety percent of the time. And that that might be all levels of football, and I might be making it up, but I just it's really hard to get behind teams that turn the ball over. In terms of thinking yeah. that they're going to be good. Yeah, I know. I mean, like Kirby and them were talking earlier this week about um, how they, you know, achieved some of their goal um, in terms of uh, turnovers. But they, you know, Georgia was fine. I can't. I'm trying to remember. I mean, the Ole Miss game that was a tough one. Georgia was tied for 18th well, in the country. Well, that's right. I'm, I'm thinking now with the with obviously the way that football has shifted and rule changes over the past 25 years. If I'm a defense, I respect bend and don't break mentality like with financial situations and life. But in football, it's almost to the point where it is so hard to stop teams. Uh, scoring, and you, I know you've done some research on this, it's hard to actually, like if you're thinking of the greatest defense of all time and you're comparing everybody to the 85 Bears, 
the statistics are never going to match up to that anymore because teams are just able to score more often. And if you're, if I'm if I'm a defensive coordinator, I'm thinking let's go for turnovers. Let's 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 be aggressive. You know, let's get after the quarterback, try to turn the ball over because it's it's very hard to successfully pull off a bend and don't break defense anymore. Just because it, and I know that you know this that the the offensive numbers, especially in the SEC, have just oh. dramatically increased. And it's just yeah. it's so hard to just sort of you know, snuff teams out. You got to go for their throat. And so uh, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's sort of a thing Kirby is, is certainly, uh, obviously everybody's trying to get turnovers. But I think at the end of the day, I think you want to be as aggressive as you can now and trying to turn that ball over. It's just so valuable to get that possession. Here's, here's the issue. They, uh, Notre Dame was number 93 in the country in turnover margin. There was no team below a number 73 that had a 10-win season outside of Boise State. Uh, even Louisville turned it over far too much to really – I mean, like, that. what cost them the Clemson game was were, were turnovers. They had a negative seven turnover margin. So you can't – you know, just can't give away the ball not quite two times a game. That's a real issue. Um, but, you know, Georgia will have to score more, man. I mean, like what you've been talking about, they're just going to have to score more, period. That's all there is to it. Um, I'm not going to lie. When I when I see in here Notre Dame's scoring from last year, they did score more than I felt like they – more than I recall that they did. Uh, they scored over 31 to yep. six, to, six times. I mean, so they scored – they basically scored plenty. Um, but they, But again, so – what now? I think we have to change. Like our minds are programmed. Like it used to be. I remember all the time people would talk about Brian Van Gorder and the numbers you throw oh, out there. That's, on defense. Those days are gone. Right. But those days are gone. If you say, "Well, they scored thirty points this many games," and I'm thinking, 30, 30 is no longer thirty is the new, you know, twenty. Uh, it's just nothing. It seems like. Well, here's your problem. If you're Notre Dame, is you you allowed. 30 points or more, one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, seven, eight times last year. You were four and eight. I, I, I said the wrong thing earlier, man. Their defense, that's a problem. I mean, like, you, you can't allow you, – you can't allow 45 points to USC. You can't allow 50 points to Texas. That's wow. just too many – that's too many points. They gave up um, 35, 38 to Duke. Um, they lost a couple of tight ones. Okay, one was in a hurricane again. It's almost going to completely scratch that one off. Uh, but you can't give up that amount of points and really expect to win. 50 to Texas, 36 to Michigan State, 38 to Duke, 33 in a win against Syracuse. Um, uh, excuse me, 34 against Virginia Tech, 45 against SC. And I think I think you and I will both admit that, or the thinking will probably be Georgia will probably score thirty points. Just looking at this right now, I mean, you would you would imagine unless unless Notre Dame is drastically better on the defensive side of the ball, and they've got guys, man. But I think they're on the offensive line more than anything else. I mean, you you just cannot allow that many points. Uh, that's not going to work. It's just not going to work. And the other, you know, you know, you know what this reminds me of. It reminds me. Of, it reminds me of the North Carolina game last year. I was just gonna. I was just gonna say. And then you can't. You know, they're not gonna be able to stop the run. 
they're not. They were allowing 182 yards a game last year. Well, it's I mean, over. That's, that is not going to work, man. That's, I mean, that's. Yeah. I mean, that's just. I mean, a, Georgia, that's just not a good matchup for them. Georgia allowed Georgia. 143, which is a fair amount, you know. Uh, and anybody, whenever you play Tech, the the um, the numbers are going to go slightly. Eight percent of your numbers are going to be a little bit off just because you're playing Georgia Tech, but. Um, you know, Tennessee was down there against the run. Uh, Notre Dame, I'm just looking real quick. Kentucky, um, Ole Miss against the run was not great. you got to stop the run, and they're just apparently just allowing so, too, many, uh, too many run games, too yeah. much run game. It's just too much run game, man. 4.1 yards a carry, uh, 182 yards a game. Uh, let me see where North Carolina was last year, and then we'll move on from this topic. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, well, if, 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 your, if your offense turns the ball over and your defense can't stop the run, probably going to have oh. a long season. Yeah, and that was all last year. I mean, but North Carolina was 227 yards allowed, oh so worse, gosh. you know, much worse. And by the way, Mike Bobo and company at 214, so they're allowing too many points themselves. Look, uh, Butcher, I just kind of want to get off the subject here. How many minutes are we into this here? 25 minutes. And I, you, so, you pay me in 30-minute court segments. So. Well, this is, you're about to get paid double. Hey, look, you know, Mark Weiser had a very interesting article in Monday's Athens Banner Herald about, uh, about Dreamland Barbecue selling in Sanford Stadium. Now, so I, I Weiser, wanna... Weiser broke that story? I don't know who broke it. I just read Weiser's report. He was very well reported, I have to say. That's my well, man down just, there. <laughs> let, let's dive into this just for a second. There's Because there's multiple facets here. I, I don't even know why this really is a subject I want to bring up, but I think it's important on a couple of different levels, okay? Yep. Uh, first of all, you know, Dreamland is not that great. Have you Have you been there? I what it's Dreamland and the other one is starts with a C. I can't remember. Dreamland is not fine. that great. It's it's fine. Like it's not yeah. bad. I'm not I'm not against it. But I think the big thing here is there are times to criticize the athletic department. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say that this is not one of them. You've gotten and soft on me. This is twice now you've taken UGA's back. <laughs> no, I think the big thing here is that. You're talking about concession stands. And, you know, I'm not aware that Subway is a Georgia company. So I don't know why, you know, you got Coke. That's a huge product sold around the world. It's, they're giving you a lot of money to sell in that stadium. You're making a lot of money off them. The Georgia, people under, need to understand that the University of Georgia is no longer in the position that it used to be in with money. They have to make, they have to, and 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 I did eat the other night at um, at the barbecue place, which I highly recommend, Fletcher. Uh, golly, now I can't remember the name of the barbecue place uh, in Athens. Classic. And you didn't actually eat yeah. there, did you? No, I did. It was quite good. It was, I got it was some thoughts the, about this. It, it was in the it was in the part of town where. I, I mean, I've been going. I've been there my entire life. I got some I, thoughts I, about this. All right, move move ahead, and I'll tell you where we ate. I can't believe I forgot it. Uh huh. First thing, I assume, and I've not read this story, so I don't want to make. I don't want to look bad about this, but I assume that this just went to a hey, 
we have a place that we need a restaurant in. Who wants to give us the most money or who's going to give us the best deal? We'll go with you. So I would assume that's how that went. So who cares? I don't care. Um, But if you are going to eat barbecue on a Saturday in the fall, I think it needs to be done at the tailgate. It needs to be... No question. It needs to be done. It needs to be a a tradition. It's got to be the dude in your party that takes a lot of pride in that. That's what he specializes in. That's something that he has spent a lot of time, you know, perfecting the rub, uh, perfecting the technique. That's his, that's that dude's job. Or he could be, he or she, that's what they come to. That's actually why you're friends with them. Bro got there at seven o'clock in the morning so that your happy ass could right. eat in time for the kickoff. Right. And here, here's another thing. How can you, you can't eat ribs in a facility with, no, 90, not, with 92,000 people around you. You got to have I, space I, for ribs. I don't think they're eating ribs. I don't think they're creating ribs. I think it's just chopped pork and chicken for now, the record. Now here, you chop up the pork and you put some real queso on that not not nasty gas station nacho cheese but some real <laughs> cheese and some chips and you make pork nachos you, no. i'll give you that that's a concession stand that'll no. take dean let me tell you something this is this is something that is in your dna this will take you back to the frito pie that you used to eat at middle school basketball tournaments where no, they just where they just shovel nacho cheese and chili into the bag of fritos that's in your dna you remember that you remember that taste and smell you will, like, still, you will like that I, at sporting events. You will. But I, I think you're still clogged up from middle school from when you ate all that food, man. I uh, know, bro. This, this was last week. So, <laughs> but if you're eating real barbecue in a football game and it's 95 degrees and you got to – No, dude, that's not what you're doing. You got to yeah. do it. You got to do it at the tailgate. This, is a, this argument is null and this business is doomed. No one should eat there. Who, nope, don't eat there. Don't, don't do it. Who's eating Subway at a football game? Oh. What is it? Can, can we just, could, could they just put in a bathroom with like the NASCAR style trough so 30 <laughs> dudes can line in there and get all the liquor out before kickoff instead of having to stand in line? Oh. That's the issue. Really talking better about question, barbecue? Better question. Better, yeah, no, I know. Uh, but the, the, the legitimate question is, and, and, and this is a serious question. At what stage is Georgia, Alabama, the rest of the conference, at what stage are they going to just sell alcohol? Now, not liquor, but beer. I mean, like, uh, th- that is something that's – you get so much binge drinking outside of these games that you really do. Now, some of that's because you're in college, okay? That's what you do. But I think, I think, I think, I think it was legitimately a thing. If my, if my wife were going to a game and she didn't have to run back to the car at the half, Okay, to drink, they would never leave the stadium, and that's she. She obviously does not uh, watch games at an SEC institution because you can't do that. But if 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 you had the ability to just drink like a normal person and not like a crazed lunatic before these games, I think it would people would be more responsible, and you just stop serving uh, after the third quarter. Yeah, uh, I, I would imagine that the the amount of issues you would have caused by serving would be offset by the amount of issues you have by people who have overserved themselves prior to walking in because they're trying to build it up 
Let's be honest. Most most people, Fletcher, if, if you're guessing, I mean, you went to Georgia, so maybe you know better. Hmm. I mean, I was there for graduate school, which there wasn't a lot of partying before games for graduate school. But um, don't act wouldn't like you, you were studying on Saturdays. Well, wouldn't you wouldn't you guess that most people that are sneaking drinks in, wouldn't you guess that ninety nine percent of them are drinking liquor? Right. Right. So that's a little more potent. Well, than yeah. Beer. I mean, you're not just. I don't. It doesn't make too much sense to sneak in a, a silver nope. bullet. Oh, but I, I had some buddies. A warm, a warm Miller Lite. I mean, come on. I, I had a buddy. I'm not going to mention his name, but he actually used to be able to get the full like fifth of Jack Daniels in his. I don't know what he how he did it. It was in his pants, but he got it. Well, he, he used to take fifth of Jack Daniels into Braves games and Georgia games. It's a very impressive skill. Yeah, Jason Butt can still do that. <laughs> oh, man. You'll love that. Uh, what's not Jason Butt? I will say that. Um, I'm not surprised but, that not Jason Butt. He could probably do it. I wouldn't put it past him. Um, but, yeah, it, I think that it, there's a lot of issues, too, because, I mean, you certainly get yourself on those late games. You get a little dehydrated. And, like I said, you're trying to, you're trying to advance drunk yourself up. Yeah. And I think you could avoid that. And plus, too, we, again – all the rich people are up in them skyboxes, slow sipping their cocktails, and they're they're getting to have all the good fun up there with the brown sauce. And you know, I don't know if it's an optics thing or a southern thing, but then people just need to get over it. Well, what what else? So your issue, I guess you really don't. You never really. What'd you go for a year, maybe as a as a as a as a spectator at Sanford? Yeah, I spent one season. Yeah, I guess you'd call it as a student. I was still a fan. Uh, I don't walk around Sanford a ton, but it does seem like there are parts that are congested, seriously congested, and they once were very congested, and there's not so bad anymore. But I'm with you. I think I think you could intelligently put some bathrooms in particular areas and it not be that bad. But but you know Georgia people are complaining about Georgia because that's where they go to games and and having been to a lot of having been to a lot of other places Kentucky Clemson well people um, are, people are moving away from this now that you know the ticket now is is like premium that's what you're looking for you're looking for like um, why why would you go to a game I mean, if you like me and you have been to, have you been? You think you've been to 100 college football games? I'm certain I have. I think I've probably been to 200. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't count how many I've been to. I mean, I've been going to an average of 13 now for eight years in a row. So that's yeah. close to 100. Yeah. yeah. So what? Why? So I think the problem, not just for Greg McGarity, but whoever the athletic director after Greg will be, as well as Mitch Barnhart at Kentucky and Ray Tanner at South Carolina, mm-hmm. they got to figure out how to make it matter that you're in the stadium. Because I think anymore, it's just not that great compared to TV. And you're seeing that with basketball. And so maybe they're saying, hey, we, we've got all these delicacies like Dreamland, Subway, Chick-fil-A. You can come, experience the game, have good food, um, stuff like that. I, I think there really is a legitimate concern amongst the brethren of the SEC, at least, that every single game they play is televised nationally. It's it's televised. Ba- and you know what, really? 
I think the only thing, the only reason why I would ever go to a game, which I, now living here in Lexington, uh, we're an hour from, we go to a lot of Cincinnati Reds games, and it's just because baseball's so easy to just sort of chill out and have a good time, you know? It's not and so, the games don't matter. There's so many games. Right, it's so matter. intense. We're just going to chill out somewhere. But for me, if I was a college football fan, I would watch every game on television, and I would have big parties at my house. The only thing I think that would entice me to go to a game is if I had traditions built up either with, you know, family or if I had kids and you start sort of building on having those memories together. Because other than that, the experience is built for television and it is increasingly becoming more and more miserable for people that are in normal areas. Now, I think now you're seeing across the country, especially in the NFL, um, oh. where premium places, that's what I'm talking about, where you want more sweets. People are actually decreasing the amount of, I would quote-unquote say, normal seats, and they're putting in more, whatever you call it, uh, you know, premium boxes or uh, whatever, loge seating or whatever it's called. So that's where they're trying to make up the money. They're actually trying to get more money spent per person uh, instead of more people spending less money. I wouldn't go to games. Well, I really wouldn't. I don't know if that sounds elitist or something. but I just, No, well, here's, here's the thing. Let me just share these experiences that I've had. Like, uh, you know, so I've gone to a lot of games around the SEC, obviously. I think it goes without saying. I would not do – I would not put up with what we put up with in Little Rock. I that, would well, not, that'll never happen again. I understand right? that. I will, I, I that think was embarrassing. I, I would have a very hard time justifying going to Auburn games consistently. Uh, but the the worst offender is, is Clemson. I mean, it, it is impossible to get out of there. And – you know, I always worry about Tennessee, Fletcher, because I'm like, you know, there's a hundred something thousand people here, but you're in and you're out, and it's no big deal. Well, if if I'm a fan, it, the, I'm thinking the more, the more the traffic matters a lot. People are going yeah, see, to. I'm not that I, don't, guy. I don't care about I don't, traffic because I I usually get early, get there early and stay late. Yeah, because you're in the media. Well, but I'm if, not talking. If I, I'm not talking about media. If I if what I'm talking about though, I guess what I'm getting at getting at is if I'm a Tennessee fan, I'm thinking of things I do in the, with the ball navy or where how I, what I was doing before and after the game. If I'm at Clemson, I'm thinking about Tiger Tails. Um, I'm not thinking about Chick Fil A in the stadium. No, 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 no. But but but, but I, you know I can't remember at Clemson if they've got Chick Fil A. I think they might now, but they did. I mean, a lot of these places, Who's, Tech, Georgia. Who's the target audience for this? I mean, are they like trying to make this more? Oh, I think it's families. Yeah, families. Okay. I I think. I mean, like Jesus, dude. Drunk, drunk, drunk dude in section three hundred five doesn't. I mean, a hot dog's fine with him. I I mean, back again. The the drunk people. I think the lines at the bathrooms are going to continue to be the number one deal. And understandably, man. I mean, like if you look at the Georgia Dome when you go there. I, and I don't go to Falcon games, so I, 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 my maybe I'm wrong here, but I never, I don't see a lot of lines when I go to the dome. When we're at Bridgestone in, um, uh, in Nashville, I, I don't recall a lot of lines. Do you? Not at Bridgestone. Right. So the scale, it's a, it's a matter of scale at Georgia. And, you know, when I was three, four, five years old, we would go to these games. I mean, I, I remember for sure. When, when I was younger, three to eight, whatever it was at Georgia, it was, it, it's, it's not, a, it was not a luxury to go to those games. There's no seats to sit in. It's just a bench. 
there's no, um, you know, it's tough to get around, particularly the end zone, the closed end zone towards the student section is a total disaster and very difficult to maneuver. Um, and, and, and it's tough to go to the bathroom. I say, I say the only thing that, uh, like for Georgia games, I, I don't care about uh, the barbecue place. I'm thinking of uh, Larry Munson's intro. Um, I'm thinking of the things you don't get on TV. Right. Um, th- those are the reasons why you go to those games. You certainly don't go because the seats are so comfy. And um, those are the kind but of people. People do want to go to these games, man. They're not sort of if you will, jaded like you and I are. About- I'm, not j- I'm not jaded on, in discussing this. I, it, I understand it means a lot. Well, I guess what I'm getting at is that's why I think if, if I had kids and they were super into this kind of thing, I would be the kind of person that would go to the spring game because you're not going for the spring game. You're going just to be in that, in that oh, environment. Yeah, yeah. totally. I mean, that's- um, so I'm not trying to say I'm jaded. I'm just saying that they keep – we're, we're having a conversation, I guess, about this barbecue thing, and they keep trying to do all these things at Sanford. They're trying to figure out why millennials won't show up at stuff and all that stuff. Um, well, why won't they? I think, I think the millennials, everybody keeps bashing millennials, but what's the next generation called? They're, they would be I-Gen. homelanders. IGN? Oh, they're homelanders. That's gonna yeah. be that's gonna be a tough group to reach because everybody's been on the been on the tablet or the iPhone. Um, that that one's gonna be tough to figure out. Here's the thing. You no guys, matter you guys are gonna wish you had millennials to work with when it comes to the homelanders. Look, when you've got when you when you're there are only so many experiences in college, and so if you go to Georgia, you, come on. One of the main reasons you're going is because of the experiences that Georgia and Athens give you. There are very few places. In fact, I would say there might be one in Austin, Texas, that is like Georgia on game nights. Uh, Big game weekends in Athens. You just don't see them around like other places. It's not the same. And um, so there will always be a natural draw to Sanford Stadium. What Georgia has to be careful of is making sure that when you – or Kentucky at Rupp or whoever, wherever, they have to make sure that the experience of going to the game is better than sitting at home and, and, or in a bar and getting drunk with your buddies. I think, that, I think it is better for sure right now, but I'm not sure if it's always going to be better. And that, that's the scary part if you're these guys because – Tickets are a pretty good – ticket sales are a pretty good um, percentage of Georgia's athletic budget just like television is. I mean television – media contracts are much are larger than the tickets, but you can't act like the ticket is in a big chunk because it is. And that that's the part I think everywhere around the league, they've got to watch it, man. I mean it's – it, so the the discussion of Dreamland, which is where I started, which I thought was kind of a silly thing, I think it is kind of silly. Um, I think people are correct. Hey, maybe Georgia should have tried to figure out who they could have gotten in there better, like Pulaski Heights Barbecue, which is where I went. It was really quite good, I have to say. Yeah, but see, then, um, then you're – I'm no genius but the, but, on but that. Then, but then you're trying to deal yeah, with scope. I mean, can they handle that load? No, no, they can't. That's my point is that they can't do that. I mean, like certain things – And let's be honest. Only, you're going to sacrifice quality 
to have to serve. Yeah, you're going people. to a football game. You're going to get a GM or a Ford. You're not getting a Tesla or a you know Ferrari. I mean, you're you're going to get a hot dog. It used to be back in the day, you got Bobby Posh barbecue. Well, that was when, that was when things were great. Or you had a, or you had a hot hey, dog. I got an autographed photo of Bobby Posh right behind me here. He's standing with Fran Tarkenton oh. and Pat Dye, and that's that thing's autographed. I'm looking at it right now. Well, I know who two of those people are. So I, I just I do think it's a challenging thing, and it's 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 not unique to Georgia, but Georgia, uh, I would have TVs wrapping around Sanford. I would have high speed as high, high speed, speed internet, internet as you can get. Oh my God! I that's would. What, I would. That's why I'm getting that man. I, I just don't think it matters the food, but there's so many other things that, that that you could do to enhance that that product there in Sanford, starting with NASCAR trough style places to use the bathroom well anyway that's another story for another day all right fletcher i appreciate your insight and thoughts i'm gonna be charging you right now 14 minutes of overtime now what is 14 times zero (laughs) i'm rolling in it baby (laughs) we gotta get sponsored somebody if anybody wants to step forward and sponsor us i could get paid i can eat more barbecue Apparently, Pulaski Heights Barbecue might be a good place to go visit. All right. We'll see how that works out. All right. uh, We'll see you next week. Fletcher, everybody tune in to the Roundtable on Dog Post. We'll be here next week as well.